Welcome to the Torah Journey Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and I've been a community rabbi for over 15 years. During that time, I've learned that the wisdom of Judaism is powerful, but it's not always easy to understand. Our weekly podcast will enrich your journey and give you practical advice about how to apply the wisdom of Judaism to your life. We'll offer you insights based on the Parsha, current events, the Jewish year, and more. This is the Torah Journey Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be back with you as we're recording today. It's the 25th day of the Omer. And I was thinking back to an experience I had when I was 19 years old that really changed the way I view Judaism. As an 18-year-old, I had the opportunity to spend a year in Israel, and I met so many inspired people while I was there. I became very determined to continue my path of Jewish growth. And when I arrived to Brandeis University at 19, I met a lot of observant students, and I became very active in the Orthodox group. I met a lot of different types of Jewish kids. There were people who inspired me, who knew more than I did. We spent Shabbos meals together, sang Zmiros, and learned together. But I also encountered something for the first time. It was a kind of Jewish person who observed many aspects of halacha. And at the same time, it almost felt like they had no skin in the game. I remember committing myself to being at the 8 a.m. minion each morning. And I couldn't understand the kids who, on the one hand, showed up a lot. And on the other hand, seemed to have little interest in it. I remember a fellow who seemed to converse with his buddies straight through the davening each day. And over the years, I met so many inspired people, be it my holy and revered Rebbe, Rav Moshe Torsky, or just the plain folks like the guy in Houston, Texas, who made sure that the coffee was ready every morning for Dafyomi at 6 a.m. But I also met people over the years like those that I first met in college, folks who seemed to be going through the Jewish motions, and I struggled to understand what motivated them. During my yeshiva days in Jerusalem, there was a time when my Rosh Hashiva of Moshe Meiselman said something that turned my head. It's possible, he said, to keep every small detail of halacha and yet live a life that is against the grain of Judaism. It was dumbfounding and intuitive all at once. How is it possible to live a life in accordance with halacha and it be against the spirit of Torah? Are we not a people of halacha who heed the mitzvot that the mechokek the lawgiver Moshe gave us at Sinai? And if it is the law that defines us, well, if we keep those laws, are we not on top of our game? According to my Rosh Hashiva, the answer is not necessarily. And in today's Torah Journey podcast, we're going to explore the meaning of Kedusha. What does it mean to live a holy life? And is it something that average Jews like you and me can do? It turns out that my Rosh Hashiva was not the first person to comment on this. The topic was addressed by the 13th century sage, the Nachmanides, Ramban. And Ramban was concerned with understanding the mitzvah in our parsha, Kedoshim, to you. It's a great moment as God tells Moshe, speak unto the entire assembly of Israel. It's a throwback to Har Sinai, also a time that the entire people were gathered together. And now God instructs Moshe to tell the people, Daber al Israel, speak unto the entire assembly of Israel, and you shall say to them, Kadoshim Tiyu, ki Kadosh Anihasham You shall be holy, for holy am I, Hashem your God. This is such an awesome moment. But what does it actually mean? 
Rashi relates this command of Kadoshim to the end of the previous chapter in Achare, citing sexual morality. Being holy means that we lead sanctified lives with regards to our sexuality. Rashi's words are no doubt compelling. Sexuality was a major theme of Bracius, Genesis, from the generation of the flood to the travels of Avram to Lod and his daughters, as well as the stories of Yosef and Yehuda, sexual morality was a major issue. And yet, as foundational as it is, the Ramban does not find Rashi's interpretation to be quite foundational enough. Before explaining the precise meaning of Kadoshim, the Ramban points to the challenging issue we noted earlier. It's possible to fulfill many of the mitzvot, and while doing so, remain far from the path of Torah. Listen to the words of the Ramban. The Torah warns us, he writes, regarding the forbidden relations and, it is, and the prohibited foods, and allowed us to have sexual relations, each man with his wife, as well as eating meat and drinking wine. If so, it is possible for a lustful person to be immersed in licentiousness with his wife or his many wives, and to be a drunkard and a gluttonous eater, and to speak foul language which is not explicitly prohibited in the Torah. Vihine and behold, who novel Berisha Torah, he will be depraved with the permission of the Torah. Novel Berisha Torah, the Ramban is speaking tongue in cheek because we don't really have permission to lead a depraved life. We are meant to be noble servants of God, and for this reason the Torah commands us, Kadoshim to you, you shall be holy. And therein lies the challenge. We could keep most or all of the laws and then lead a depraved life. Like the person who bases their path on getting ahead of the next guy. You could do all this and think that you're the picture of Torah observance. And it's really not so. In addition to all the other mitzvot, there is this command, Kadoshim, be holy. And what it boils down to is that there's two possible paths in Jewish life. On the one hand, a person could think that the Torah is a book of laws, and if you manage to keep the laws, you're on top of the world. And on the other hand, we could view this as a book that reveals how to be close to Hashem. And in that book, there are a lot of laws, and those laws are vital, but they're not mere technicalities. They imply a derech, a life path, and that path is explicitly expressed in one mitzvah, kedoshim, be holy, for holy am I, Hashem your God. Kedoshim to you is that single command which encapsulates the meaning of so many others. In fact, Ramban explains that this is the way of the Torah to teach many particular mitzvot, and following that to offer us a great principle that's needed to guide us on our path. For example, the Torah shows us clearly in the story of Lot and his daughters that wine can lead to destructive behavior. But the Torah did not prohibit wine. Instead, the Torah gave us a klal, a principle. Kadoshim to you, you shall be holy. Drink wine, but use it to sanctify Shabbos with Kiddush and the like, not to be a drunk or a glutton. And this pattern arises in other mitzvot as well. The Torah gives us many mitzvot with regards to how we conduct business, such as lotignov and lotigzol, don't steal, and pay your workers on time, and don't have faulty weights or measures. 
And only later in Devarim does the Torah finally offer us that klal, that principle. V'yasisa ha'yashar v'atov be'enei Hashem. You shall do that which is good and upstanding in the eyes of Hashem. In other words, don't read all of these mitzvot and think that if you can somehow manage to keep all the laws and still not knock over your competitor, or I should say, keep the laws and still knock over your competitor, then you're a person of the Torah. God gave us the laws to lead us to the path. We must do good what's in good in God's eyes, like loving our fellow person and advocating for their well-being. And the same is true of Shabbos. The Torah gives us particular commands of not doing malacha. But what if we find a way around the prohibitions, and yet we're still preoccupied with our business all day? The Torah gives us an additional principle. Tishbot, you shall cease on the Sabbath day. The prophets elaborate how we need to take joy in Hashem on the Sabbath, because Shabbos is not mere technicalities. It's a way to set aside a period of 24 hours where we grow closer to Hashem. And here's another example. Imagine people keep every law of kashras perfectly, and then they show up to a glot kosher restaurant, and they treat the non-Jewish staff rudely, like they're some kind of servants. They're keeping kosher. But I think we understand that they're very far from the path of holiness. The way of Torah is to treat every person with honor and dignity and kindness. We must keep kosher, and we must honor all people around us. We approach the Torah and its laws, but then we ask ourselves, what's it all about? And that's why the Torah goes out of its way to spell out the underlying path and teach us, Kedoshim, you shall be holy, for I, Hashem, am holy. And at the heart of it, holiness is about dedication. The Ramchal and Mesilis Yasharim, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzata's Path of the, just, of the Just, explains that Kedusha is this deep dedication to a higher purpose in everything that you do. When you wake up and make breakfast and you eat a meal, there's a deeper purpose. I want to eat and drink so that I can live life and know the Almighty God. And that's holiness. Seeing our lives as exclusively devoted to God in all of our spheres, be it business, self-care, family. On a personal level, I've been trying to increase my jogging routine lately and have more healthy eating. And sometimes I read an article about health or exercise to help me out. And when I read what's out there, sometimes writers can give off the feeling that healthy eating or exercise is the purpose in and of itself. And as Jews, we believe that the purpose in everything is to know God, whether through the study of Torah or seeing Hashem through the gift of our bodies. But here's the challenge. The idea of being holy seems lofty. Isn't holiness for other people like those Kabbalistic rabbis in Jerusalem? What about average folks like you and me? And yet, this calling of holiness is pervasive. We find it at Sinai. We find it in our Parsha. And we also read about the calling to be holy in the end of Shemini, last week's Parsha. After telling us to refrain from eating insects and bugs, the Torah tells us, Do not make your souls abominable with prohibited creatures, and you shall sanctify yourselves and be sanctified. I am Hashem, your God, who elevates you from the land of Egypt to be a God unto you. 
Yisam Kadoshim, you shall be holy. He Kadoshani, for I am holy. And Rashi comments that merely fulfilling the command of not eating insects and bugs, that alone elevates us. That's part of the dedication. Holiness is about dedication and elevation, and it's something that all of us can do. Even something as simple as keeping kosher is an elevation towards a higher calling, so long as we remember the big picture. When I think back to college friends of mine, I realize that there's a lot of people who are raised going through the motions, and they may not have been taught about this idea of holiness. And that's why we need to rededicate our lives to Kedusha, to being holy unto Hashem. And this is something that everyone can do. The Ramchal, in the closing sentences of Path of the Just, writes that the path of saintliness does not look the same for everyone. Whether you're a banker, a Torah scholar, a construction worker, you can be holy and saintly. For the banker, it comes across in that scrupulous honesty with which you conduct your finances. For the Torah scholar, it's that selfless devotion to the honor of Torah. And for the construction worker, it's the insistence on a job well done. And each of these people need to learn Torah. But the construction worker is not meant to learn Torah in the same way as a Rosh Yeshiva. And the banker needs to focus on their own areas of Torah study, like the laws of financial ethics. And the bottom line is we all have a path in holiness. It just looks different. I think a lot about my Rebbe, Rav Moshe Torsky, and his unfathomable devotion to Torah. I remember watching him learn for hours on end in the small library at Yeshiva. His mind and wrapped in Torah it was a total joy for him, and it was a, just a novelty to see him drink a cup of coffee. But then there's people with a totally different type of Kedusha. I remember meeting Don Gramazian, major philanthropist that I've been privileged to know. And I met him at a convention that I was, he was attending in a hotel in Manhattan. And I met him for the first time. Such a good, slick guy. He had about 10 minutes to talk to me and he offered me a sandwich and he made me feel like I was part of the club. His family made a generous pledge to our school. And I called him later and I thanked him profusely. Rabbi, he said, you don't understand. Every day my family works And we work solely for the sake of earning funds so that we can support the growth and the building of Torah. Thank you, he said to me, for this opportunity. I hung up the phone and I felt speechless. Here was Don Gramazian making me feel good for asking him for tzedakah for our school. That's Kedusha. And this is the message of our Parsha. We all have a connection to this lofty holiness as it says, Israel, speak unto the entire assembly. And so wherever you go on your journey, try to uphold the laws of Torah. And remember that there is a principle that underlies it all, a principle that ties it all together. It looks different in all of us, but it's a dedication, an elevation, and a nobility that you and I and every Jew can achieve. Kadoshim. The holiness is inside of you.